Gilda Stefano. Um, when Sam says that his connect group is going to serve food at Ronald McDonald House, that sounds like uh, code language for just having a feed at Macca's. Better <laughs> 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 not be doing that, or I'll be coming. <laughs> cool, I want to pray as well. He honore, he karore, ki te atua. Maungaronga ki te whenua, he whakaaro pai ki nga tangata katoa. Hanga e te atua, hanga kauhau, ki roto, ki tēna, ki tēna o mātou. Whakatongia tō wairua tapu, he awhina, he tohu tohu i a mātou. He ako hoki i nga mahi mō tēnei rā. Yeah, Father, we thank you that all honour and glory belongs to you. Lord, that you bring peace on earth and favour to your people. Lord, we pray you give us more of your spirit and you instil in us your heart and your desires for us this morning, Lord Jesus. Amen. Awesome. My name's Nat. I'm part of the leadership team uh, here, if you haven't met me before. Um, and I've got the privilege this morning of, of talking about something that is core to our DNA as a church. Um, it's a core value, which is the presence of God and being filled with the Holy Spirit. And we just love it. We were built on that, both as a church, but actually as a family of churches, New Frontiers. It's so key to who we are, that we are filled with the Spirit. We're reliant on the Spirit. We don't do anything in our own strength. It's all about Him and waiting on Him and seeing what He is doing and being filled up with Him. So I get a little bit excited talking about that because it's one of my, one of my favorite topics. And we really thought, or I thought actually, it'd be a great time to look at it now because on the lead up to Tomokanga, we want to be a people filled with the Spirit so that when we do these things, whatever you might do, we do it so that it has eternal weight and things happen that will change people's whole future and whole eternities. And really, we can't do anything of eternal value if it's just us. It needs to be the Holy Spirit in us, empowering us and moving through us. So I was um, looking at ride-on lawnmowers on Trade Me the other day, and I know nothing about anything, really. <laughs> I don't know anything about ride-on lawnmowers. And um, is that my one? Probably. No, it's not this time. <laughs> Usually it's mine. Um, so we, we don't, we're homeless currently. We sold our house before Christmas. Um, we're looking for a new place to live. And I found this house with a big double section, and it was flat. And I was like, I don't want to spend my weekends mowing those lawns. So I want to buy a ride-on lawnmower as like a treat to myself. So I was looking on Trade Me. <laughs> I was looking on Trade Me, and I thought, oh, there's a sweet ride-on lawnmower. The price is good. Should have been my first warning. Um, and I was looking through it. I was thinking, oh, it looks good. I'm going to look like Dave Boys, you know, look real good in my ride-on lawnmower. And I was reading through the sort of the article about it until I got to the last line, which changed everything for me, and my heart sank. Because the last line said this, engine removed for another project. <laughs> and I was like, oh, that's why it's so cheap. Now, the thing is, if I sat on that, if I bought it, and I didn't read it properly, and bought it and sat on that lawnmower and, you know, steering wheel, gears, I don't really know how they work, if they have gears, I guess, um, you know, nothing would happen. Even if the grass grew really long and I sat on it and looked apart, nothing would happen. And that's a little bit like us as Christians. You know, we can kind of look apart from the outside. But actually, it's the power of the Spirit is the engine in us. If we don't have the power of the Holy Spirit, we're basically like a lawnmower with no engine. It's like, looks fine, but it's going to do nothing and go nowhere. So I want to look this morning a bit about, just take you a look through the Bible on on the Spirit, on being baptized and filled with the Holy Spirit, and just to kind of excite hunger in you again for, man, I want this either for the first time, or I need more of it, 
Um, and just to say, just in your heart, be like, God, this is what my life's about. It's about your presence. It's about your spirit. And I want more of you. So yeah, for that, we're going to look at quite a lot of Bible verses. So you can get your Bible out or I'll put them on the screen so you don't need to worry too much. So just the first question um, to ask really is, who or what is the spirit? Well, it's God. The God of the Bible is one God, but three in one. Now, they say that if you want to make a Christian squirm, you ask them how to explain the Trinity. And it's like, well, you know, it's a bit like, you know, it's hard to explain. In fact, it's beyond our thinking, the fact that it's one God, but there are three distinct persons of the Trinity. God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. Now, they aren't on separate missions. They are unified. The Holy Spirit, when he moves, he is doing the will of the Father and the Son. In Romans 8, verse 9, it refers to the Spirit as the Spirit of Christ. And then in Acts 1.4, it talks about the coming of the Holy Spirit as the promise of the Father. They are completely unified. They're one God on a mission. And the Father and the Son send the Spirit on earth to accomplish His will. And primarily, that is through filling His people, filling them with the Spirit, filling them with power to do mighty things for God. So... 1 Corinthians 6, 19-20 says this, Do you not know that your bodies are a temple of the Holy Spirit who is in you, whom you have received from God? You are not your own. You are bought at a price. We are temples of the Holy Spirit. Just let that sink in for a moment. The God of the whole universe dwells in you. That's ridiculous, isn't it? It's so incredible. But it's actually not just about you as an individual. It's about us. It's about God's bride. We are together people. Ephesians 2.22. In him you two are being built together to become a dwelling in which God lives by his spirit. So as a church, a local church, but also the broad body of Christ, we're being built together to be a temple, a dwelling place of the spirit of God. That is mind-blowing. And what a privilege that we have. Whenever we gather together, we don't just gather to kind of sing some songs and listen to someone speak. We come to encounter God by His Spirit, to hear from Him, to experience Him, to worship Him in spirit and in truth. Even this morning, could you just sense that God came into the room and it was like, oh, the peace of God is here. And it's like, I don't even want to move. I just want to experience Him and he just, he just started moving in the room. That's what we're about. That's what we live for as King's Church, is more of him. Amen? You know, it's clear from the Bible that when you become a Christian, the Holy Spirit comes and dwells in you. That he, he comes and he makes his home within you. What a wonderful truth. But actually, there's more than that. The Bible also teaches that there is a baptism, a filling, an empowering of the Spirit for Christians to receive. And that's what we need a hunger for more of. Jesus told his disciples in Acts 1, he said, wait in Jerusalem, don't go anywhere until you receive the promise of the Father, the baptism of the Spirit. And then in the start of Acts 2, we read this. When the day of Pentecost came, they were all together in one place. Suddenly a sound like the blowing of a violent wind came from heaven and filled the whole house where they were sitting. They saw what seemed to be 
tongues of fire that separated and came to rest on each of them. And all of them were filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other tongues as the Spirit enabled them. God moved, the believers were filled with the Holy Spirit, and they spoke in heavenly languages. And then chaos ensued, holy chaos. And 2,000 people were added to the church in one day through the power of the Spirit. It's pretty incredible. Now you might say, oh, that was just a one-off. Jesus said, wait, it happened, we move on, that stuff doesn't happen anymore, or we don't need to expect that kind of um, experience. Well, actually, just a few chapters later in Acts, clearly these people needed more of the Spirit. They were in a prayer meeting in Acts chapter 4, and it says this, After they had prayed, the place where they were meeting was shaken, and they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and spoke the Word of God boldly. And then we see in Acts chapter 19, quite a bit later on, Paul is walking through the inland road to Ephesus, and he just randomly comes across a group of disciples. He says to them, did you receive the Holy Spirit when you believed? They say, no, we haven't even heard there is a Holy Spirit. Then it says this, when Paul placed his hands on them, the Holy Spirit came upon them, and they spoke in tongues and prophesied. What's the takeaway message? It's this, we need to be filled and baptized in the Spirit. Once, twice, no, all the time. We need to keep coming back to him and saying, God, I need to experience more of you. I need more of your power in my life, more of your love in my life. I need more of your spirit. Paul commands us, actually, in Ephesians 5.18, he says, don't get drunk on wine, which leads to debauchery. Instead, be filled with the spirit. And the actual, in the original there, it's the be filled with the spirit is more like keep on being filled with the spirit. Get filled with the Spirit and keep being filled with the Spirit and keep being filled with the Spirit. It's like a continuation or a continuous thing. Make a lifestyle of encountering God by His Holy Spirit. You know, I can encounter God by His Spirit every day, and I often do. I don't have to wait till someone prays for me. I don't have to be in a meeting. I don't have to turn the lights down low and put some music on and kind of, you know, dance around the room to receive the Spirit. That, that's fun too. I can receive the Spirit when I'm busy in the middle of my day, when, it's, when I'm at work and things are tough. I can receive the Spirit when I'm, when I'm helping out with the kids or I'm looking after the kids and, and we're struggling and they're not listening and I'm getting frustrated. I can be filled with the Spirit and I can be filled with the Spirit at church or wherever I might be. Is that because I'm more holy or more special than somebody else? No, it's actually because of verses like this. Luke eleven thirteen. If you then, though you're evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your Father in heaven give the Holy Spirit to those who ask him? That's the heart of God. The reason why you can encounter God by his Spirit whenever you want is because he's always willing to give it. He loves to pour himself out into you because you're a temple, you are a dwelling place of the Spirit. He's a perfect Father who, like Matty P was saying, doesn't matter if you've got a, a great day, terrible day, it's not about your performance or your actions. It's about him and his love and Jesus' performance on the cross on your behalf to make you pure and spotless and now a temple of the Holy Spirit. It's actually his grace and good pleasure to pour it out on us. So why do we need the Holy Spirit? Well, just like a ride-on lawnmower with no engine, we need power. 
If we're going to see the kingdom of God come in power, we need the Spirit. 1 Corinthians 4.20 says this, For the kingdom of God is not a matter of talk, but of power. So if we're going to see people's lives changed, if we're going to see addictions broken off people, if we're going to see people healed and set free and oppression lifted off people, that is what the kingdom of God coming looks like, then we need power. If we're going to step out at Tomokanga and not just put more events in the diary, but actually do something with meaning and encounter God and help to bring people into an encounter with him, we need the power of God. Acts 1.8 says, you will receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you. It's like easy. We need power. Where does it come from? Get filled with the Holy Spirit. We've already read this one. Acts 2, 3 to 4. Tongues of fire separated on them and came to rest on each of them. And they were filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in tongues. I'm just reading some verses here that look like what is it, what happens when power, when the power of the Holy Spirit comes. Acts 4.31, they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and spoke the word of God boldly. Acts 19.6, they spoke in tongues and prophesied. And then in Acts 6, we're introduced to a guy called Stephen. It says this about Stephen, he was a man full of faith and of the Holy Spirit. Stephen, a man full of God's grace and power, performed great wonders and signs among the people. That's what the power of the Holy, Holy Spirit looks like. It's the gifts of the Spirit, and it's the power to see miracles and signs and wonders happen. So there's a list, actually, in the Bible. There's, there's a few of them, but one of them, 1 Corinthians 12, this is the list. It says, here are, basically, here's a list of the gifts of the Spirit. Wisdom, knowledge, faith, healing, miracles, prophecy, discerning of spirits, tongues or prayer languages. Interpretation of tongues. <laughs> That's like a description of what our youth are doing down at that camp in Christchurch. Isn't it incredible? It's not even a youth camp. It's a whole church camp with a youth component, and our youth are there, and they're coming to the front of meetings with adults they don't even know. They're sharing prophetic words, and people are getting healed. They're sharing other words about encouragement, and, and Kate Whelan, um, there was another post this morning, if you've seen it, about her. She's sharing about how you need to be like a cup underneath the love of God, and you get poured into, but then you, you get poured out with the love for other people. These are our teenagers. They get it. They're operating in the gifts of the Spirit. Are you? Do you want to be? We want to be more, don't we? We just get inspired by them. Man, younger than our, younger than our teenagers are doing this kind of stuff, even our kids. Paul says this, follow the way of love and eagerly desire the gifts of the Spirit especially prophecy. If you want these gifts, get filled with the Spirit, is what Paul's saying. Get filled up with the Spirit, and the gifts will flow. Don't pick one. <laughs> you know, I've just, I've been around a little while, I'm not super old, but I've been in enough different church contexts where I've seen some church contexts where it's kind of like, hey, find your one gift. What's your one gift that you can have? And it's like, God doesn't say have one. He's like, Eagerly desire them. Go for them. You want to speak in tongues? Speak in tongues. If you want to prophesy, prophesy. You want to see people healed? Then pray for them. Yes, there will be people who excel in certain gifts, and that's usually actually for the building up of the rest of us. It's not one guy who heals the sick or 
one woman who does all the prophecy, actually if they, if they excel in a gift, so the rest of us can grow in those gifts. I would encourage you, I think there'd be people here who are like, wow, I'd love to have a prayer language, pray in tongues. Well, maybe at the end we'll have time to respond and you can come and be prayed for and give it a go. Why? Because actually Paul says again in Corinthians, it builds you up, it edifies you, it builds up your spirit. Every gift from God is good because he is a good father. So you're allowed to be greedy and just say, I'll have them all. <laughs> and actually it's more, it's not actually just about you being greedy and saying I want them all. It's actually about us being filled with power so that we are a witness to the world around us. Acts 1.8 says, you'll receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you and you will be my witnesses to the world around you to Jerusalem, Judea, and all of, and Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. It's not just for us, actually. We're to be filled up so that we can see a world changed. Do you know that the power of the Spirit is not just about gifts, either. It's actually the power for you to change as a person. The power to say no to sin, to break habits that you've had for decades, and to get free of the chains that can bind you up, and oppression that can just kind of keep you down. In uh, Romans 12, Paul says, be transformed by the renewing of your mind. How do you renew your mind? You partner with the Holy Spirit. It's the truth of God and the Holy Spirit that comes alive and you're transformed. You can get set free of stuff that you think, man, I'm going to live with this for the rest of my life. This habit, the stuff I look at on the internet or, or this thing that I do, this anger, I'm going to be stuck with that. God says, no, the power of my spirit can change you. Nothing is impossible for God. We sang that this morning. Actually, there's something called the Freedom in Christ course, which is just one way, but a very good way of learning some of the stuff. It's such a great course where the truth of the Bible and the Holy Spirit mix, and you encounter God, and it's like, wow, people actually get set free of stuff. And we're going to run that course more and more as a church and even we're getting started on that soon, just a few different ways. But if, it's, if it pops up and you think, man, there's something I want to get free from, or there's more to this Christian walk, the Freedom in Christ course is excellent. It's such sound biblical teaching. But it's not dry. It's mixed with the Spirit, because that's where the freedom is. God wants a powerful witness, eh, in our church, not just on Tomokanga. He wants a powerful witness every day of the week. But we do have an amazing opportunity to get intentional over Tomokanga and say, God, fill me with your spirit so that I can be a blessing wherever I might be. <laughs> Beer tasting. Don't get drunk on wine, but get filled with the spirit. <laughs> it's good. We can use these things and invite our friends and be like, hey, you love beer tasting, let's go do that. And we can talk about things. We can pray for illnesses. We can just be a witness. We can do that with fitness. We can, we can do that on the streets. We can do that wherever we are because the Spirit is in us. We're a temple of the Spirit and a dwelling place. There's just one more thing I want to highlight. It is key that what the Spirit pours out and then we're going to have a chance to respond. So we talked about power, right? And in Acts 1.8 it says, you'll receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you. Well, actually, there's another really important one here. It's intimacy with God the Father. It's knowing the love of God as your Father, that you are a child of God. And the Spirit, getting baptized in the Spirit, getting filled up with the Spirit, 
That's a key reason why God does it, because he wants you to know that you're loved and know who you are. There's an amazing verse here in Romans 5. It says this. In fact, some people would say that this verse is like a commentary on what happened in the book of Acts. The book of Acts says power was poured out. Some would say that this is like, behind the scenes, this is also what was happening then and ever since. Hope does not put us to shame because God's love has been poured out into our hearts through the Holy Spirit who has been given to us. God's love poured out into our hearts by the Holy Spirit. Do you struggle that you think God is distant or angry with you or just like you write yourself off, I'm useless, I'm ugly, I'm dumb? You need to get baptized in the Holy Spirit. You need to allow the Spirit of God to say, no, you are a child of God. You are dearly loved and I gave my own son to rescue you from sin and make you into a new creation. A few chapters later in Romans, it says this. I've highlighted a part of it, but it's actually all amazing. For those who are led by the Spirit of God are the children of God. The Spirit you receive doesn't make you slaves so that you live in fear again. Rather, the Spirit you received brought about your adoption to sonship. And by Him we cry, Abba, Father. The Spirit himself testifies with our spirit that we are God's children. You want to know that you're a child of God? You want to experience it, live in it, walk in it? Get filled up with the Spirit who testifies that you're a son or a daughter of God. The Spirit that cries out in our hearts, Abba, Father. That's like an intimate term of close, loving Father. Nothing you can do or say will change the way that God feels about you. We're all in the same boat. Lost, needing a saviour, saved, set free and made into a new creation. There's no stages with God's love. You know that? Whether you're leading worship up the front or thinking, oh, I'm so useless. There's no stages to God's love. You could be doing both, by the way. <laughs> Serving doesn't make you any better or worse than anyone else. Actually, God wants you to know deep in who you are, not by what you do, but who you are, that you are loved by him. That's what Porirua and the Wellington region needs. It needs to experience Christians who are so full of the Spirit, so full of the love and power of God, that they are like, there is more to life because I've just seen it in you. You may not have even said anything yet, but I've just realized that I've just missed out on life. And whatever you've got, I want. Because the Spirit of God is so on you. Do you know, people couldn't help but be around Jesus. They felt so at home. It was like, they don't even know who they are. Jesus walks in the room and they're like, I finally figured out who I am. It's around you. They don't even understand that. But he just made them feel so comfortable and themselves, even when they were still caught in their sin. He just loved them. That's what we want for the world around us, to be like, man... Something happened when I met you. When I came to your family and had dinner, the kids were crazy, and it was all, but there was love in that house. What was that about? Well, actually, let me tell you about it. It's the forgiveness and the love of God. Hey, when you prayed for my ankle, it got completely healed. That's completely out of my grid. What happened? That was the power and the love of God that touched you. Basically, my, my point of this morning is this. Do you want more of this? Do you want to be part of a church that has more of this in it? We don't want to play at church, do we? 
We don't want to do stuff, put events in the calendar, get busy, turn up on Sundays, kumbaya, my Lord, and go home. We want to encounter the Spirit, be changed, and then be an encounter to everyone that we meet. I find this so challenging because I just want more of God. (laughs) And I hope that actually, in some way, your hunger is rising. Do you know it's good enough just to say, God, I want to be hungry? You might be like, man, I'm just so distracted, tired, whatever. God, the prayer you might pray is just, God, make me hungry for more of you. He'll take you at that. He loves honesty, and he'll take you at that, and he'll fill you with more of a spirit. I just felt so stirred this weekend reading the posts about the youth. I thought, what is that about? Young people from our church are having this massive impact on people around them. There's a young girl from Auckland who was there, and she just wanted to be around our guys. So she was just sitting with them at the mealtimes, and she was like, I want to experience healing in the prophetic. I never have. So they were like, oh, you know, pretty easy. Do it like this. And they prayed for one of our youth, apparently, who had a problem. I can't remember the details. I think it was with an eye. She prayed for them, and he was walking around like, my eye is so much better. I can see so much better than I have for three weeks. And it's like she just caught it through people in our church. Don't we want that, but like times a million (laughs) for all of our people, all of our kids, adults, youth, Everybody, we want this, don't we? We want to be a sign and a wonder, along with other great churches in our region, to say Jesus is alive and you're wasting your life if you don't know him because he is the greatest adventure for you that you could ever imagine. Come and give your life away to him. Can you stand with me? I'd love to just pray. Maybe if Joe or the team can just kind of grab an instrument. Father, we just want to be before you, Lord. 100%, we're all in the same boat. <laughs> we want more of you. Father God, we just want more of you, Lord Jesus. Father, we celebrate how far we've come, but we know it's literally the tip of the iceberg. We're barely scratching the surface of how glorious you are <laughs> and how, how willing you are to pour out your spirit on your people. Father God, I just want to pray, Lord, that you would grow a hunger right now in our hearts, Lord Jesus. Make us hungry right now for more of you, Jesus. Just where you are, you might find it helpful to raise your hands or you might want to close your eyes or or sit. Do whatever you need to do to lift up your heart to God and say, Father, pour out more of your spirit on my life. may never have encountered the Spirit at all. That's great. Say, God, I want you. (laughs) I want to know your love in my life. I don't want a dry, theoretical walk. I want to encounter the love and the presence and the power of God. Holy Spirit, we thank you. You're like a dove that comes and rests. And we partner with you, Lord, and we say right now, come and rest on us. 